Hello, you're listening to No Such Word Is Can't with me, Hazel McBride. I was always told growing up that there was no such word as can't, and I genuinely believe that that mentality instilled a belief in me that anything was possible if I just set my mind to it. As someone who started off with a seemingly impossible dream and somehow made it my reality, I want to help more people achieve their goals by giving them actionable advice, as well as sharing stories from others who have done the same. Today, I am joined by a TikTok extraordinaire, Jackson from Jack Supertoast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I love that you waved to me, but like, I, I don't do use video. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice to sit down and chat with you again. We went live on TikTok um, yeah. like a couple of weeks ago already, and we met um, obviously through Daniel. So uh, book talkers unite. I'm so excited yeah. to sit down and chat. I am too. It's, yeah, I'm really excited that Daniel made the introduction and uh, I'm actually meeting him in person for the first time next week, which is going to be fun. Fun. Oh, I love that. Like I grew up in the age of like, don't meet strangers from the internet. And now that's like all I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is very important now. Like the, you know, the opportunity to meet people from TikTok because I'm in Atlanta and there's mm. not all that many larger creators in Atlanta. And then Daniel's in Vancouver, which is just so far away. Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> like Netherlands and Atlanta and then Vancouver. Yeah. I have no idea like what the distance overall is, but yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, I'm going to London at the end of this month and I'm already messaging like so many book talkers that I've been friends with online for like a year and a half. And I'm like, I'm finally coming to London. We need to meet up and like all good book shopping or just like hang out or have a coffee um yeah. it's so fun it makes the world a bit smaller yeah it's it's really nice to be able to meet people you know I have a lot ton of those online friends through TikTok all the creators yeah and it's it's crazy to be able to to meet people in person that I've interacted with for years you know which is just insane yeah definitely so obviously you are pretty big on TikTok but what first um, got you started on the app? Like, were you like all of us pandemic downloaded it and just started making yes. silly videos? <laughs> so it was during the pandemic. Yes, it was 2020, fall of 2020. And um, it actually, I had had a TikTok on and off back when it was, it just changed from Musical.ly to TikTok in like 2019. Um, and, you know, never really did anything with it. And then just deleted it because I was tired of it whatever and um my little brother actually was frustrated because he couldn't send me videos directly from tiktok right <laughs> so yeah he told me i had to download it because he told me i'd like it and that you know mm -hmm. maybe i could do creative things with it and so i downloaded it saw a bunch of creators doing genuinely funny fun things and started making those videos and it honestly, it took off pretty quickly from there. Um, I was only making videos for about two months before um, before I started really quickly gaining followers. Um, so I, I kind of hit a, a solid niche that um, a lot of people apparently really enjoyed and wanted more of, you know. And yeah, how would, how would you describe your niche? Yeah, so it's doing voices slash, I call it like family sketch comedy, where oh, I just have a cast of characters that I can use and combine in a bunch of different ways. You know, think like minute long, dumb sitcom sketches kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So the whole the whole conceit of it is, you know, there's a little kid with a super, super deep voice that was inspired by 
uh, a YouTuber, you know, faceless YouTuber who has a, you know, ridiculously deep voice. I did an impression of him at one point and then people loved it. So I created the, uh, the Raising Corpse series, which is, you know, centered around that has the mom has all the, all the different characters, but yeah, that's my kind of my primary bread and butter combined with, you know, whatever sketches I want to do on the side. I do a lot of dumb things that I find funny, like carbonating random liquids is a, is a, is a series that I have. Um, Cause bubbly sent me a soda stream. One of the little things that you press the mm. top and it carbonates it. And I was like, well, I don't think I'm going to use this on a daily basis. So what, horribly feral thing can I do with this and so I just carbonated baked beans and it <laughs> from there it sounds so ridiculous when when you say it um but isn't it strange like I'll sit and consume so many of these videos and if someone else isn't on like I try to explain TikTok to my mum and she's like what is this I don't I don't get it I don't understand it like she's on Instagram reels but I think she's on like a very normal side of Instagram reels. Like I am on the unhinged side of TikTok. Um, mm. So yeah, what? how did you explain it? So like, you're like, what do you do for work? Like, how do you explain <laughs> that? <laughs> yeah. So uh, for most people, especially adults, if if I'm talking to somebody my age, well, mm. I guess we are adults. That's so weird. I still feel like a kid most days considering my job. Um, but you know, if I'm talking to an older generation, I usually just say I work in social media and they mm. assume I'm doing marketing stuff, right. which is fine. Um, and if I'm talking to younger people, I say, you know, my primary, like my primary work comes through my own personal TikTok account. And then I do, you know, um, I do kind of freelance work on the side and then anybody our age understands what that means, that you're just a creator. So, do you think yeah. it's fair that I feel like a lot of people, especially our age, have like a preconceived notion of if you say like, oh, I'm an influencer or I'm a TikToker, they're like, oh, but like they'll spend hours on their phone consuming yeah, it's, content. I I feel like it's kind of a similar world to it's the same type of, you know, it's it's not a person that I like the type of person that I love to interact with primarily because to me, that feels like the same type of person from an older generation who mm. would look down on uh, you know, coffee shop workers or, you know, employees at McDonald's or something Yeah. like say nobody just, nobody wants to get a real job anymore, but they rely on those people every single day to get coffee. Like, mm -hmm. like how are you going to treat somebody terribly who you literally use their service every single day? Um, and I think one of the things now is that um, instead of the term influencer, which is very much like the lifestyle kind of person who, you know, just who they are sells product. That's mm. like the influencer side. I think the creator side is a little bit more, it's more respected, especially now that the millennial generation and the, you know, Gen Z is all growing up mm -hmm. um, and now has a little bit more influence and power. Um they're able to say, hey, yeah, no, that's actually not cringy. That's like a legitimate career yeah. and we all do it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think with the rise of like, we were around when social media was kind of growing. Like when I was a teenager, we pretty much only had like Facebook and Instagram and in it's like infancy. Um, yeah. So we've really seen this job space kind of open up 
and like it is marketing to an extent you know you're you're creating content to put out on an app like how is that different from creating any other sort of media traditionally you know back in the day people would create media for tv or for film like it's just a different platform yeah it's just a different creative thing you know it's i've always found it interesting that it's kind of the the creative things that get respect are generally the creative things that make money and Mm. are viewed as like respectable by more people Mm. and the thing now is kind of you know what i was saying is that since the older generations a lot of them don't really understand you know even going into like movies and stuff they'll respect a successful person in that industry but they won't respect anybody who's trying to get there Mm. Um, especially somebody they know so it's kind of a similar thing where you know they'll consume content from this nebulous like creators all day but when you're trying to get there or you're doing it and they know you already for some reason it's just not respectable I don't know, but, um, you know, I've, I've had a lot of support from, from friends and family, which has been really nice, but yeah. Yeah. I think that can be applied to almost any industry. Like you definitely see it with traditional versus indie publishing, you know, Mm -hmm. like an indie author can have an incredible story, but there's still some people who won't read it just because they're an indie author and they don't have the clout that comes with being a traditional, traditionally published author. Um, I think that's so valuable and I think so many of us have to remember you know just to like we all started somewhere yeah like someone's and I think especially with a creative profession like you can't measure talent based on like how much money they're making like you can't measure success that way Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's difficult because you know the people who are allowed the most freedom to do things that they want to do are generally the people who are making a lot of money. Mm. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of creators that are very pigeonholed into the content that is successful because it just gets them by, you know? Mm. Um, And so that's, that's kind of the thing that a lot of people fall into is seeing the really successful people who, you know, have merch and have all the stuff that people want to buy and, um, then there's the smaller creators, you know, who just really just want to do it. A lot of them just love what they're doing or they find a purpose in the content that they create. Um, and it's, it's, it's really, it's really cool to see a lot of the, um, the people, you know, in our, more in our age who are just really supportive of a lot of people in terms of it, in the creative industry and outside of it, I think, you know, there's a lot of negative things that come from the internet and social media. But one positive thing I would say is that I feel that there is a lot more support for people doing what they love than there used to be, because you were kind of in an chamber of your own community before social media. Yeah, definitely. And I think it harks back to what you said earlier, of like, oh, people don't want to work these days. Well, I think people do want to work, but oh, yeah. we we want to work in something that we're passionate about and we want to work in something that's actually going to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to be working a nine to five in an office when we still can't make rent at the end of the month with whatever salary that yeah. gives us. And I think that's seen a big rise in people who are in those types of jobs, um, particularly maybe elder millennials um, developing second jobs or side hustles which are creative and they're really passionate about and they've started making a lot of money from those things and that's kind of pushed them into it yeah the whole side hustle culture is 
is definitely really interesting and it's definitely you know it's on one aspect it's driven by capitalism and the idea that you know you're doing something you're passionate about but instead of just a hobby now you need to make money off of it mm. you know because like it for some reason you gotta like justify it with making money so you know in some ways it's a blessing because there's a lot of people who now can make a living off of what they're passionate about but the reason that a lot of people start doing that now is because their regular nine to five doesn't cut it which is just that's just so so difficult yeah, that's really good insight, actually. That's I really like that nuance about it. So for you, TikTok, when you started it, was it just like a passion project? It was just fun. You enjoyed kind of making those yeah. videos. When did it start to become like, oh, like I could like make money off of this? Yeah, so that actually happened really quickly. So I was making videos because I was passionate about it. And I have a, I have a really interesting track on TikTok in terms of how long I've been making videos and also... I'm just now quitting a nine to five after being on TikTok for three years with a bunch mm -hmm. of followers. And one of the reasons for that is because when I first started, I was finishing my senior year of college and I was working two jobs and I had an internship. And then I was doing TikTok. And once I started getting successful, I was making a video every single day. Mm -hmm. And one or two videos every single day in between classes and work and all of the different things. And I just had so much on my plate and was so, you know, kind of kept indoors essentially during lockdown. Yeah. Um, and had this like false sense of social interaction through TikTok. And it got to the point where I was wearing out my voice because I was making videos and talking in voices constantly during the day. And I was coaching fitness classes. So I was talking into a mic and like yelling half the day. And then I was in class and I had my internship and I just got so deeply burned out um, that by the time it was like March of 2021, I had to step back because I had been making a video every day for six months and was just I had just run out of steam. And mm -hmm. so I stepped back and then was making, you know, a, a video over two or two every couple months. And uh, it just kind of got to the point where I needed to just settle into something normal. So I got a nine to five after college. I just took my time, you know, saved whatever money I could from that I had been making from TikTok. And then just recently, I, you know, in the last six months, I've been working up to it, um, making videos more consistently in between work, um, just, you know, kind of hammering it out and really just putting my nose to the grindstone kind of thing. And got to the point where it was really the TikTok creativity beta program that made it where I was like, okay, I could, I could go and do this full time now. And Amazing. it's what I've wanted to do for a long time. But I've been exhausted for a long time, you know, I'll, juggling kind of both. Out, yeah. Yeah. And it what made it more difficult is it may have happened sooner if I hadn't had a nine to five. But the nine to five mm. was as just saying, you know, it was necessary for just paying the bills. And um, finally was able to say, OK, this is what I want to do. If I'm if I'm just at this job to pay the bills, then 
like what's the point if I can make money somewhere else and be more passionate about it yeah there's definitely like that kind of crossover moment where like you're making enough at both of them to kind of justify leaving but not quite enough to actually leave yet so you kind of have to do both at the same time like Mm -hmm. was it easy for you to see the moment where you were like yeah now I'm definitely ready to go or was it still like a little bit of a risk of it's if I pour everything into it yeah still a little bit of a risk I mean the the thing that kind of kicked it over the edge was I got to the point where I was like if I want to put I have to put more focus on something on one of these two things because Mm. right now I'm doing them I'm doing them both kind of halfway so if I want to put more focus on TikTok and actually crank it out and see how much I can I can do with it then I'm gonna have to quit my job but if I want to do better at my job and really try to succeed there then I'm not going to be able to do TikTok and the question kind of came down to what are you going to enjoy what's going to give you more life um and there was no there was really no question about it you know yeah yeah I think it's great you know as a creative person as well it's amazing but TikTok is not the only thing that you are busy doing at the moment so I think if anyone looked at your TikTok profile would they think books probably not I mean they might think this seems like a huge nerd um I was getting a little bit theater kid there's definitely some of the theater kid I was the weird I was the floater who was between sports and theater most of my life. Right. Um, so, you know, going back and forth didn't really, I guess in, once I got to college, it was really mostly theater because I, you know, I played intramural sports and the things that you do on the side for fun. But what I was really passionate about was the acting. Um, so I did that and definitely had some of that theater kid type of energy for a mm-hmm. long time. It was it was definitely interesting. There was a lot of growth through college, and I think it really contributed to where I'm at now in terms yeah. of just the practice of being in front of people and the confidence in making creative choices, I guess, that I find funny um, and putting them out there and then not tying myself to people's opinion of that. Oh, I love that. That's, yeah, that's been a learning process. Um, and I know it's much easier to do that when you're, moderately successful um because you know i i was like the annoying kid for so long in my life um and now it's actually kind of funny when i found success on tiktok all of these people from my childhood that like i would reconnect with every once in a while you know i'd go home and visit my parents and see people i knew from like middle school who were like oh that's so you know you're doing that's so funny you know you what you're doing is so funny and i'm like that's hilarious because I made a lot of the dumb jokes when I was a kid and you thought I was the worst. <laughs> now I can, you know, if, if ever, if ever someone is like, cause I've had people who are like, you know, I just don't understand it. Don't mm. get it. Like, that's great because all these people do. So yeah, keep your opinion and we'll just, we'll just do our I own mean, thing. art is so subjective and I think, you know, that can be applied to books as well. Like there's yeah. so many books that I love that like my, friends don't enjoy and similarly there's other books that are hyped by other people that I just haven't enjoyed at all you know so I think whenever you're in any creative profession it's so worthwhile reminding yourself art is subjective like it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea um 
but I think in recent years it's maybe become a little bit more socially acceptable to be a nerd um, oh, yeah that's and, internet byproduct oh for sure uh was also the weird floater in high school um yeah didn't feel like I fitted in uh which is totally fine yeah. um you're a bit of a nerd you definitely love fantasy and you're definitely an avid reader and you're currently writing your first book I am writing my first book mm-hmm. technically technically this is the second book um that I've really started but if if you're gonna count books that I've started we got to go back to when I was like eight and you have journals that are just filled with awful awful book concepts um you know I wanted I wanted to write forever and last year um I guess it would have been in in March of last year I said okay I'm going to I'm going to buckle down. I'm going to create my universe um, and I'm going to write books in this universe. So, you know, I'm, I've been so inspired. If you couldn't tell by authors like Brandon Sanderson and Will White, even, even like Frank Herbert with Dune and on some level that have these connected universes where the books take place on these different worlds and they're unaware of other worlds Mm. to a certain extent you know with Brandon Sanderson it's literally like 50 novels in the same universe that all Mm -hmm. just you you know you read them all independently and they're all wonderful and entertaining but then you see the little connecting lines you see the character and the characters that pop up in different books you see the the different things that make connections and that was you know the, such a huge inspiration and i just i have always wanted to make to tell stories like that and to be able to actually bring those things to life yeah. so yes i i am halfway through one book and about a third of the way through another book um and it's finally and they're both in like, the same universe right they're both in the same universe. Yeah. They are on different worlds. Um, but my progression style fantasy is the one that I'm absolutely finishing first. It I started it second, but it's the one that like has I've gotten in the flow of writing. I know the whole story. I know the whole story of the second book now too. Um, and it's it's just been so much fun to be able to dive into something that I'm passionate about. Yeah learn it and really just yeah it's it's been amazing it's isn't it amazing when you like you know your characters and you know your story and you just want to tell everyone it but you can't yeah it's like yeah. I have to hold this back uh, I think it's great like your first book you're like yeah I'm going in with like high fantasy creating magic system creating a universe like that's yeah. a lot to keep track of it is so much fun though it's I think it's what my brain is made for um the ADHD definitely lines up with the amount of random things that I have to keep straight Mm. um, to be able to to line things up but I have so many notes I have a PowerPoint that details my universe love that Um, actually Daniel and I made those PowerPoints um for the second time we ever talked because we got connected over Instagram learned we both were writing and um he suggested making PowerPoints about you know, our individual universes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've my camera. Um, making PowerPoints about our individual universes. And we got on a, 
<laughs> he was like, I hope that's not too much. And I was like, you don't understand. That's perfect. <laughs> like, I need more. <laughs> I need, yeah. I, I talked for like two and a half hours. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I'm loving every second of it, honestly. Um, and going full-time with TikTok, I'm now going to have way more time to be able to write. And yeah. I'm hoping to be done with this first manuscript. I would say within the next two months, once I get on my rhythm and schedule, Amazing. Um, because I'm, I would say about halfway done with it right now. It really depends on what, you know, I might, it might be more than that. We'll find it out. Um, but I know the ending. I know how I want to draw people into the next book. And I'm, I'm genuinely very, very excited about it. Oh, me too. Uh, you actually read out a little, was it, it was the, it was the, prologue, opening. Yeah. It was the opening, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you read the prologue. Yeah. You read it out um, when we went on TikTok live together and it was so good. Like, I'm not just saying that at all. Like I still, like, I still have it imprinted in my brain. Like it's an image of this oh. like little boy sitting in like a snowy, like forest glade. Like it's, it was perfect. Um, <laughs> So if anyone is listening to this and does want to follow along with you or your story, I hope you're going to post some bookish content to your TikTok. I am story. absolutely going to as I get closer. Good. Absolutely. I am glad to hear it. So if anyone wants to follow you or find you, where can they do that? Yeah, Jack Supertoast on TikTok, Instagram. It's spelled exactly how it sounds. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be posting on primarily on TikTok, but then Instagram, YouTube, all of that. That's where I'm going to be hosting updates. I'm going to get my, I, I also have a discord. It, it hasn't been active for a, a while now, but I'm going to try to get that back up and running. So yeah, if you go to TikTok, search Jack Supertoast, all the information is in my link tree, the link on that. Amazing. So, Amazing. Yeah. Well, I will wish you the very best of luck with writing okay. and taking your creative career full time. We love to see it. Um, And thank you for being here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for making such a awesome podcast that we can engage with of course thank you guys so much for listening if you have enjoyed this week's episode then please don't forget to like rate and subscribe and i will catch you all next week